Welcome to the Unborn Movement by Words to Inspire. We invite you to be informed, to be involved, and to be in prayer. On these podcasts, you'll hear stories from women and men who tell of the damaging after effects of legal abortion, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Such a dark stain on our nations around the world. The ripple effect on moms, dads, grandparents, and siblings impacts not only this generation, but generations to come. We are committed to also telling you through these dynamic stories about the amazing grace of our Heavenly Father. He offers love, forgiveness, and restoration to all who call on Him. We pray that every podcast highlights God's healing grace. And now today's podcast. Well, welcome to the Unborn Movement podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Terry Baxter. Terry, welcome to the Unborn Movement podcast today. I'm excited to be here and honored to be here also. You have a great story. I can't wait to get to it. But primarily right at the beginning, I want to tell you that Terry is the founder of H3 Helpline, and we're going to be telling you more about that at the end of our time together today. But right now, we want to get to Terry and uh, hear a little bit about her story. So, Terry, you are like 50% of the women facing unplanned pregnancies because I've discovered that half of pregnancies are unplanned. But you met that time as a college student. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? I can, and I like to preface it with, and I won't go too long, back to younger Terry, that I was raised in a Christian family. I like people to know that. I accepted the Lord in a Billy Graham movie. So I want, so it happens to everybody. Fear sets in and there's no economic, there's no race. It touches and can touch everybody. And it touched me during college. I was there scared, alone, pregnant. And because I was from a Christian family, I wasn't sure what I was going to do because I didn't want to embarrass my family. And my boyfriend at that time had said, what about an abortion? And it had just been legalized. So I bought the lie of if it's legal, what's wrong with it? Um, I bought the lie of we can keep it a secret. Nobody has to know. And so other lies out of that fear. And so I agreed to have that abortion in college because, as I said, it was just legalized. So it was several years ago. So I've, I've heard this story many times that being from a Christian home honestly complicates this issue. Uh, not only do you have the fact that you know what you're doing in a sense, but also the fact that it's, it seems so shameful as if it is the unpardonable, unspeakable sin. Uh, and so thank you for speaking out about that. I believe that there are those that are listening that face that very same, that very same lie that it's not safe to go to the church. And actually, that is true. There are some churches that are not safe to speak about it. Uh, and I know that you are very interested in making a difference in the churches as we are the unborn movement. So Terry, you were faced this abortion. You thought it would be all over, but you had a complication right away. Oh, yes, I um I did. And I thought that I didn't know what it was. It scared me. It was all of a sudden um, very much so. And 
I went to my boyfriend, asked him to help me, and he just blew me off. And of course, through all this trauma, and we hear this all the time, the boyfriends are going to walk with you, but then when the time is there. And so I ended up with an infection. Another friend took me to the infirmary and I had an infection from the abortion. And of course, I had no clue because nobody talked about it. Nobody was safe to talk to. You didn't know who was safe. And the boy that took me to the infirmary at the college, he didn't know what was wrong. But um, after I got antibiotics and cleared up, I, you know, I knew exactly what it was from and why I had the infection. It was scary. Yes, absolutely frightening. Uh, You did not have any counseling post-abortion to give you guidance. Am, Am I correct in that? Absolutely. Um, at that time, the state that I was at college, um, they did not legalize abortion and we went across to state lines to get the abortion. We drove down, if my memory is correct, and, you know, I stuffed it and denied it for years. Um, I went in by myself and I was, he just dropped me off at the steps. I just remember a lot of steps and um, was in there alone. And of course, like so many others, I remember the vacuum sound and um, it was over. And so we went back and um, to the hotel because again, we had to cross state lines and rested in the next day and nothing was ever said again. I never was able to speak of it. Didn't at that time, I really didn't want to speak of it because it was so much trauma, so much shame, so many questions around it. I didn't know where to start. And so I was a strong young woman. I came from a strong family. And so you just walk through this trauma and don't speak of it and you'll be fine and turn the page. I can't even imagine because you can't stuff those things very long. But I want to go back just a minute because I hear this repeated over and over, you know, in our beautiful, pristine hospitals with handsome doctors and beautiful nurses who have pledged to help life and who also give us great warnings on the side effects of medicines that we're doing, taking and, uh, and, and counsel us with precautions. Did you have any of that counseling prior to your abortion? Absolutely not. It was very benign, very low key. I bought the, the, again, the lie, if it's, it's legal, it must be okay. The question being a Christian, you know, you heard from the church it was wrong, but you didn't really know why it was wrong. Was it a baby? Was it not? They did not explain anything. You know, it was at that time, it was the blob of tissue and that you'll be fine. You go back to your life as a college student and you don't ever have to talk about it again. And of course, as a college student, you've got your life ahead of you and you want to get this under the uh, under the carpet as fast as you can and move along. Mm-hmm. But you had another uh, physical crises uh, when you were 39. Can you tell us about yes. that? I did. I was um, going in for a routine woman's physical and I hadn't had one for eight years because I had gone through a divorce and didn't have insurance. And it was my first physical and the um, doctor was doing the physical exam and she said, and this is why we're doing it. And she felt a lump and um, she proceeded to go through, let's have it ultrasound, mammogrammed, things like that. And it ended up being cancer. And so the the other thing that really got my mind ticking 
because I still wasn't talking about it. The doctors, you know, we're the best liars, uh, post-abortive women. We can lie to the doctors. We can lie to our husbands. Mm -hmm. Everybody know we've never had an abortion and keep our face straight. And so I did that with our doctor. And so not that it, they weren't really tying it together at that time, but I didn't have to admit to it. But after she started asking the questions, she asked, is it in your family? Um, did you, how old were you when you nursed your baby? You know, all those background things. And I, I fit right in the nose. Every one of them was an honest no until the question was, have you ever had an abortion? And of course, I said no. But in my mind, it was ding, ding, ding. Oh, my word, that's the yes. And so I still didn't put the two and two together until a, a few years later, as I started learning about abortion recovery, and as I started going through abortion recovery, and I am 99% sure that it is the abortion breast cancer link yeah. of why I had breast cancer. And I know you're going to ask me, but I'm just going to jump ahead. Yes, yes. 24 years later, I was diagnosed again. So I have just finished uh, chemo and surgery and a mastectomy this time. It was not related. And before they did it, they did the gene testing. I did not carry the gene. Still, there is nothing linked except that abortion. And I've done the research and have articles and things where truly a consequence of abortion can be breast cancer. Wow. You know, in the unborn movement, we have three pillars, be informed, be involved and be in prayer. And I often say, and I've been asked, why did you put prayer at the last? It should be first. And I respond because this is the truth. Until I was informed, I had no idea how to pray. Mm -hmm. And until you're involved, your prayer has no action. It's just words. And so you are really verifying. And I know there are many peer studies now that are making a very direct. That's not saying that everybody that has breast cancer is a link. And that's we want to make sure that nobody is taking that message from what we are saying. However, you are giving us a great example that it does happen and it increases your risks greatly uh, after having an abortion. Correct. And it's a risk just like not being able to have children, infertility issues after abortion. It's it just goes along with the risk that they do not tell you about. They don't tell you that you might not be able to have children or you may have a hard time having children physically as and or other things, you know, that are connected with the risk of abortion. You know, I take a a mild dose of medication every day for a little problem I have. It's not a serious one, but it's a regular one. And every time I fill that prescription, I get a page full of precautions from taking this medicine. Mm -hmm. It's all listed. Every scenario, if I'm taking another kind of medication or even multiple vitamins of some sort or, or whatever it might be, Get a full page every single eight and a half by eleven yeah. every time, and this is something that controls uh, my thyroid. But we're talking about something that has controlled your body, and you are not getting even a four by six or a two by three or any size piece of paper. And we just want people to be informed. This is what young women are facing. When they choose abortion, and we just do not want to see one more teenager 
or anyone for that matter. Make this decision because there is help that you do not have to go that route. There are other options. Would you say so, Terry? Definitely. Um, you know, and with the onset of the medical and the pill abortion, that just creates even more trauma because the young women don't realize they become the abortionist and their bathroom is the abortion center. And so uh, the trauma um, is just why, just crazy there. And, and then they wonder why every time they go to the restroom or have their menstrual cycle or the triggers that they have, you know, what is going on and why yeah. can I get over it? Like I was promised. You are promised that get on with your life. It's just a glob of tissue or a blob of tissue. And uh, Terry, you know, this is a painful part of your journey. And I'm so thankful that you are sharing it. I uh, I have a, a book that I love on storytelling. It's by Dan Ellender. It's called To Be Told. And in his book, he has many, many quotes that really stirred my heart. But one of them is, your story could set us all ablaze. And that's what I'm praying for your story today, because some of you that are listening, you will not know all of these truths that Terry has been sharing. And we want you to know, because you might be able to come alongside a young girl in your church or in your community that's pregnant right now and help her avoid some of these pitfalls because of not being well informed, of not being informed at all, quite frankly. And uh, so we're just so thankful, Terry, that you've been willing to do this. Now, you have been willing to take all your pain and put it to purpose, God's purpose. And this is where I wanted to focus for the last segment of our time together, because you have founded H3 Helpline. Am I saying that correctly? Perfect. Oh, and I was just so moved when I read about it. And it's a wonderful resource. And we want to offer this resource to you. We are in Canada. Now we are reaching into Nepal, into Kenya, and some other places where you will not be able to access this, but you will hear the resources. And we will have some written resources for you to access as well. But I want my Canadian friends and our American friends to hear about H3 Helpline. Well, we're excited about it, too. But to tell you how it even evolved was out of pain. Um, as I had surrendered my pain and God healed me and, and I would asked him to please use it if he could. Uh, I ended up being a director of a pregnancy center in Denver, Colorado for 10 years. But what I was surprised at, Ruth, is that I just thought I was going to teach the volunteers how to do a pregnancy test or hand out diapers or things like that. But they were bringing all this baggage and all these hurts and pains and not talking about them or not dealing with them. But yet they were telling these young women in crisis pregnancies, trust Jesus. He's going to take care of you. Trust. He will provide for you, but they weren't trusting. And it broke my heart because I knew how he healed me and what he'd done to restore me. And I had surrendered that if he could use me, please do. So I zeroed in on those hurting women of um, post-abortion and men and, I eventually worked on another helpline and I absolutely loved it. That was my passion. That was my niche. So H3 helpline came from all as always out of a need. And there are not enough helplines for post-abortive women to know and to find that there is somebody that they can talk to that will understand them, that will walk alongside of them because they've made all these decisions alone. The boyfriend said, I'll do whatever you want or 
we should get an abortion and she feels alone. So we want to make sure that man or woman after the fact can be restored and healed and able to go forward and make that army of loud voices because as we are restored and we start telling the lies that this is all lies, no one can argue with us. This is our story. We experienced it. We want to be here to help you, but we also want to be here to stop those who are thinking about abortion. We get abortion-minded women calling us and they want to talk to somebody that's had an abortion. And um, we're able to be frank with them. We're able to tell them our story and our experience. And then we offer them their three choices. They don't have one, which they think they only have one choice. They have three choices, and that's abortion, parenting, and adoption. And we'll go through all three choices with them, and we will educate them on what that is and offer them resources. We even have a adoption specialist that's on call for us. If somebody wants to know about adoption, we can connect them with her and they can answer questions of how it's changed and what's going on. So we want to not just say you're going to be okay. We want to walk them to the next step and show them where that next step of healing is. To hear somebody's voice saying we can help you or we care or we know is just what some women need because they do feel alone. They feel scared. They feel pressured and they feel shame. And shame is a very hard one to, uh, to, to rise above. I've heard this time and time again. So tell me, how can, how do women access your resources? Well, just before I do that, you prompted my memory that one of the our main verse is Second Corinthians 1, 3, and 4, that God walked us, the God of all comfort, comforted us so we could comfort others through the problems that we have been through. And that is our guiding verse at H3 Helpline. So to contact us, it's very simple. You can go online at h3helpline.org, and you can read all about um post-abortion you can there's a questionnaire to see if maybe you don't know if you are in post-abortion trauma and there's a questionnaire you can kind of take a little quiz and see Um, our phone number is 877-721-7881 and every phone coach that answers the phone has been through abortion and abortion Mm. healing. So we can connect with those hurting ladies immediately because when we say, yes, we've been there, it just takes that wall straight down um, of that fear. And they don't, they don't feel, sometimes I say crazy because you almost feel crazy. Why am I feeling this way? They told me I'd be fine. And so we take that fear away again of no you're grieving. We acknowledge that they're in the midst of grieving their loss. And even though it may be their choice, they've lost still a child. They might've lost a relationship. They've lost a dream. They don't even know what they've lost, but they do know they're hurting and they're crying and they're um, in that shame and just want to quit that hurting. Wow. What a wonderful, wonderful ministry that you are offering women. I would like you to repeat that telephone number I was going to but I thought if I make a mistake that's going to get in their minds so Terry (laughs) why don't you just repeat it one more time and then we'll post it to along with our with our podcast 
And when somebody calls, we will answer it. We will offer them an email, Ruth, that we will send them the resources in their area of healing resources. And then we will offer to call them back and check on them to see how they are in a couple of days. So that's our protocol of how we care and try to connect them. So the number when you do call is 866-721-7881. And somebody, we're 24-7, so hopefully we we miss very few calls, but we answer, you know, we will not miss the call unless we're really busy and our phone coaches are tied up. But no matter day or night, somebody would be there for you when you need somebody to talk to. Well, this is a wonderful resource, and I want you to know, and I want our listeners to know, that we do have H3 Helpline on our resource page now, and uh, because I just, uh, I I was so intrigued with uh, being with Terry last month on another call, and we want to offer this to you, and uh, the way I'd like to close today, I'd like to go back to your scripture verse, because as we close out I want you to just speak to those that are listening the of the hope and the redemption and then this verse that brings it right to God's kingdom purposes for today. Could you do that and tie it up for us? I would love to. And so H3 Helpline is help, hope, and healing. And that's what we want to offer. And it is guided by 2 Corinthians 1 three and four, because God comforted me in my worst hours and he brought me out. He mended me and he's the God of all comfort. He will do the same thing for you, no matter where you are, whether you think he loves you, whether you think he's forgotten about you, he knows, and he's just waiting for you to ask. And so are we, because we want to walk beside you and point you to the true healer, the spiritual, emotional healer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Could you repeat your scripture verse? It so moved me. Second Corinthians one, three and four. And, and I just ad libbed it. I didn't, uh, not out That's of memory, fine. but um, we're called to comfort because we have been comforted by the God of all comfort. So we can go forward and comfort others in the problems and the trials that they have also that we <laughs> just walked through. Thank you, Terry Baxter. Thank you so much for for this beautiful story of pain turning into purpose. And to all our listeners today, look to the one who can comfort you. Look to the one who can restore you. Look to the one who Terry can testify has made all the difference. But please know that while you're looking for that comfort, know that there are those here on this earth that have taken the call to answer the call for those that are hurting. And H3 Helpline is a great place for you to go. Thank you so much, Terry. And thank thank you. you. Thank you all for listening today. I pray that you will uh, go to our Facebook page, Unborn Movement, that you will also sign up for our newsletter and our podcast by going to wordstoinspire.ca and my podcast. You will find two podcasts there, Unborn Movement and Empowering Others through God's word. Thank you for listening. Join us next time. Until then, may God bless you and those you love. As we close off today, I invite you to be part of the unborn movement. There are several ways to be involved. 
why not join the Unborn Movement Facebook page, get involved in a local pregnancy center, or start the conversation in your church, providing a safe place for stories to be told. For there is a lot of pain in the pews. Find out more about our ministry at wordstoinspire.ca or contact me, Ruth, at wordstoinspire.ca. Next time, I'm Ruth Coghill for the Unborn Movement. Bye for now. 